Welcome to the Odd Ones Out podcast. If you ever feel like you're on the outside looking in, you are not alone. Let's challenge our limiting beliefs and embrace who we truly are. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Odd Ones Out podcast. I'm Becky, this is Maz. Hello, everybody. And we are talking negativity. Very doom and gloom, isn't it, when you're talking about a topic that's so uh, negative. Um, But this is one of my driving behaviours. Hands up. It's one of my driving behaviours, something that holds me back every day from reaching my full potential. Um, I'm miserable. I never (laughs) smile. I'm always doom and gloom. And that's it, the end of the episode. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. I don't think that's true, but... This is one you've really been looking forward to. Oh, I really didn't want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then saying that, I didn't want to do the food addiction and I didn't want to do anger. So it's the same thing. It just, I don't know, it just sounds miserable. It sounds like I'm a miserable fuck who just (laughs) refuses to see the positive in life. And that's not really true, but at the same time it is, I don't know. But that's the point. We're getting all this stuff done and out of the way and then everything's going to smell of roses and be amazing and all that. Okay, well, I'm going to take a step back and take the pressure off my shoulders and point out that it's not just me. I want, to, I want to make this kind of macro trend wider context before I talk about me, because let's face it, this world thrives on negativity. Oh, it does, yeah. Come on. It's like clickbait, all negative. Media, all negative. They're the bits that they'll highlight and showcase at the beginning, and they tend to be the negative stories. The more negative, the bigger, the better, the more dramatic, amazing, everyone's going to pay attention. You have conversations with a friend or someone you hardly know. It's like, how are you? You're not going to jump into saying, I'm really well, this is amazing and amazing, because you might be showing off. Well, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, why not? But then, Because you might yeah. be showing off. No, well. I don't, I, okay, I can't yeah. speak for the rest of the world. Yep, I can yep. speak for us Brits. I count as half a Brit, You're so maybe I can, I can oh, see That's why the... I paused, because I was thinking, hang on a second. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's us, both of us. But yeah. anyway, that we love a moan. We mm. do, we love a moan. We bond over moaning. So I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to take the pressure off my shoulders by saying to a certain degree the large proportion just in case you're listening and you say I don't do this I'm sticking up for you by saying it's not necessarily you but the large proportion of society is negative the problem that I have is that I don't want to be influenced by this environment that that we have and also to proactively drive it myself it's it is holding me back on so many different levels that the lens I tend to look at life with is negative well, and I think where, where it sort of concerns you is, as you say, a lot of, especially in the UK, a lot of society is driven by negativity and negativity sells. But I think for you, it kind of goes a bit beyond that because we're, we're, we're talking generally how our root convictions drive that negativity. So how do you think your root conviction really keeps that going or maintains it um, beyond just the, the average person who, who likes a moan? I think there's a childhood behaviour there in as much as if I don't feel good enough, I'm not good enough, belligerence or a sense of resentment about not being good enough kicks in. And that belligerence and that resentment and that 
I suppose, I don't know, jealousy to, to a certain degree of other people who are having a time where they are appreciated or the parents are nurturing them really well. You know, those those things can end up driving a negative lens. Yeah. Because I then start building assumptions. Um, so rather than that person didn't hear me say their name, it's, oh, they don't like me. You know, they're, 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 there's a it kind of feeds in one with the other, if you like. They're not being good enough from a negative perspective. Obviously, it's negative to how I then view the world and my yeah. assumptions about an occurrence or a situation. Um, it ten, tends to have that grey, yeah, the grey lens um, in terms of the way I look at things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was just thinking when you were when you were talking about the 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 social acceptance of negativity and in a way that probably your your kind of childhood trauma um plays into that because i suppose there's no real on the surface no real motivation to do something with it because it's socially acceptable it's all around you yeah. it it's it feels like the norm um but i think the trouble is especially for for someone like you is that it it really I think it serves a, a, a purpose in that it probably is familiar and in a way it keeps you safe. I mean, who doesn't like making assumptions? If you make assumptions, it means it, it feels like you're more in control. Yeah, it's true. But it's a similar thing with the food addiction. Yeah. That you're, you know, you've got comfort food, food for the soul or soul food. Yeah. And celebratory food. And yeah, food is is there at the centre of a lot of things. There are cultures and so you've got the religions like uh, Judaism or cultures in terms of geographical, you know, the way people live. And that we, we all say, oh, you know, we, we love feeding people. We all get around the table. So I could argue that as somebody who's addicted to food, I'm just playing into the environment. Mm. But the problem is the knock-on effect is that oh guess what I've got fat and then that makes yeah. me feel awful and I'm not ultimately I use it to the point where I'm abusing food and I'm hiding away yeah. whereas the negativity I can console myself by saying well everyone's negative but at the same time the knock-on is I'm just not as happy as I could be yeah. I can enjoy a day, an event, a conversation. I can feel proud of myself. I can laugh with you and the girls and my friends and family. So it's not like I am just miserable, low mood, depressed. The negativity is something slightly different. It's it's like a, it, I suppose it is a, a sense of control, but also a cocoon. I get to, I don't know, it's, it's a layer of protection, like a cellophane layer of protection where... If I if I see things as negative, I'm not going to get hurt because I've already mm. set myself up knowing that it might there might not be a positive thing from it. I don't know. I'm, well, because I'm because reaching. yeah, I suppose that it, in a way the 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 negative things that happened to you when you were a kid, you never really got any closure or proper resolution. So in a way, perhaps those negative things, those negative memories, are sort of suspended somewhere in your head. And so it kind of makes sense that you'd you'd keep coming back to them, because it, it's not. I, I think if if people in general, if if you get some sort of closure or if you you can put something behind you, you're able then to to look at things with more balance, and you don't need to anticipate the negative. But I think in a in a real sense, that negativity is is there. Um, maybe not at the forefront of your mind, but there in the background. So you keep referring back to it because you yeah. you, you probably never really. Uh, you never resolved it and and to some extent i think you still don't 
know what to make of it. No, and sometimes I don't realise it's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the, we we can all wake up out and get out of bed out of the wrong side, um, but it can take me if when I wake up, it, it I need to go for a run. I need to have time to just sit and be on my own in my own head before the rest of the world, the, 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 the household wakes up. Because if I get that, I can set myself up on a path of being cheerful. And, and I'm not depressed. And I'm not, <laughs> I know it sounds like I am. Keep I telling I yourself ex- that. No, <laughs> I'm trying to explain. It ta- it's a bit of an effort yeah. not to immediately assume that that something needs to be looked at through a negative lens so i so i've conditioned myself over time to have this everything's negative and now i don't want that anymore so i'm having to unpick it so i'm having to learn new behaviors and new habits so that i can be me rather than me with a chip on my shoulder but and i think to me anyway the 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 big part of that is switching from assuming that you have to cope with life to thriving yeah because if you your your whole thing and it makes complete sense you know having um positive sort of influential behaviors like going running or whatever it is and knowing um that those things help you is, is it's a good thing but you're doing it on the basis that you'll struggle if you don't but i feel like i do on the, on a sunday yeah. for example when i don't go for a run and i wake up i find it really difficult not to be grumpy not to not to you know, I, I don't know just be like, ugh. I mean, you'll you'll say you'll, it, it grates on you. The amount of times I sigh, hmm. and most of the time I don't even realise I'm doing it because I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, I've got to do that. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to do that. Sigh, 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 sigh. But I don't realise I'm doing it at all, and I'm and I'm just I feel cheerful, and yet I'm sighing. I think isn't it isn't it because you sort of assimilated that message when you were younger that you. Not just that you weren't good enough, but at some point that you can't really cope with the little difficulties of everyday life. Like you, you need to, <laughs> you need to anaesthetize yourself, or you need to distract yourself, or you, you, your your bottom line. Another bottom line could be that that you feel that life, um, even if it's on a, a low level, is difficult, and that you need to do everything you can to to sort of ameliorate that or do Which, something with it I, and i found that if i look back yeah. this is the problem i can look back at my life and the things that stand out the most are the challenges well the, they would do because <laughs> but but it, but they are you know, yeah the milestones tend to be the things i've overcome but so so it's it's yeah. not like a milestone in terms of oh yeah i did this one i loved that and this was a great holiday and this is when i met this friend or met you Un- unfortunately it's all oh, that's when we had to go through ivf that's when i was told i needed that extra help that's when i lost that job that's when i you know my dad died it's it's all my milestones and my life is kind of when i look back at that all of the negative things stand out i find negativity compelling it's it's far mm. stronger an emotion a pull in terms of just like the clickbait i mean maybe it is for everybody i don't know but it's far stronger a pull in terms of my attention than something that's positive and i don't want that that for me is holding me back from reaching my full potential because as you say i want to thrive i want to embrace life i want it to be happy and cheerful sincerely rather than having to put a bit of extra energy and effort into achieving that mindset each day how uh, uh, i was just thinking how beyond obviously when you feel negative or when you're particularly aware of the the negativity 
obviously it makes you feel like shit, but what else... How else does it make you feel? Because there must be something I in just, control. I, definitely, yeah. I know. I know what to expect. I know what's going on. Um, but is there a bit of a? I suppose what I'm guessing at is it kind of in keeping maybe with with your. Per- I mean, I can't speak for other people, but your personality. I think a lot of the way you you live life, it, even if it's of to a lower degree, is quite fight or flight. Yes. So are you getting that kind of sensation from negativity and having to overcome it, maybe? Yeah, well, I, I, I find throughout my life, I have found a sense of achievement, of having resilience, yeah. of having a and, challenge to overcome. And you said it was compelling, which I thought was... Yeah, I, that's true. So, so maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm putting challenges in my way when they aren't there because I've hardwired to overcoming something. Or, or, or just... Or just prioritizing them and putting them on a pedestal i don't i mean i don't i don't think having known you for 17 years you certainly i I think you rarely put a challenge in front of you for the thrill of it but i think (laughs) i think you 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 focus more keenly and you pay more attention when you're overcoming something because i think you probably do get a sense of achievement from it so it's the negativity but also the chance for some resolution and for some some mini closure and yeah so it's feeling positive and feeling happy are great feelings and it's nice to smile but for some there's there's not as much strength in that feeling do you do you remember going back to childhood do you remember a point when you felt positivity or feeling cheerful or, or those kind of emotions felt a bit more substantial or have they always been a bit yeah, I don't kind think so. I think flam. they were dampened down. My mum yeah. is very negative. Yeah. I love you, mum. But you're very negative. And and that kind of passive aggressive or dismissive kind of negativity, which is quite insidious. You don't it's it's not that that she is a, a, a miserable person at all. No. But there is that level of negativity which as a child, when your parents are the you know, that the world revolves around your parents and you that you can't help but pick up on. So I don't remember having a sincere sense of kind of unbridled joy and happiness because I I do believe that early on that might have been squashed. Yeah. Not on purpose. I have to stress that. You know, mum wouldn't have done it on purpose and dad was hardly around, so I can't bring him into it. Um, But it's it's more maybe I learnt the behaviour that it's... that negativity and overcoming it is important. Yeah. And it's 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 something that, you know, you can you could add a string to your bow if you've managed to achieve XYZ against adversity or whatever it might I don't know. Sounds very solid and responsible and yeah. grown up. And miserable. But the thing is, I'm gonna stand up for myself like I did in the anger podcast. I'm I'm for episode. I I don't think that the majority of people would consider me a negative person. And that's not because I just hide it. It's because mm. I'm not, it's not intrinsically me. It's just the lens that I view life as. So there'll be times where you and I will just, will spot someone and quite judgmentally say, oh yeah, that person cries themselves to sleep. Because you can see that they're putting that smile on. It's completely fake. And they seem quite like, I don't know, they're teetering and it's not going to, it's not happening for them today. And you're like, they're really struggling. Whereas I don't have that, fortunately, thank goodness. Mine is, mine is more, oh, here's another thing. And oh, there's another thing. And just like the sighing in terms of moving things around the house, it will be, I have a bucket and 
I carry it around with me. And it's, if anything happens that isn't what I wanted or goes against being cheerful or happy or anything else, it's easily knocked. And I, it's easy to overflow because I take that baggage with me, this, this really big bag, bucket, whatever one wants to call it, uh, of negativity. I carry it. I, I bring it. So it's not like I wake up in the morning and it's, and it's just an empty bucket and I'll see what happens in the day. It's already full because I carry everything that I've had to deal with or have felt I've had to deal with with me. And then the next thing comes in, it's all like, oh goodness, that, that was only small. Just look at it and then brush it to one side. It's actually that small thing has gone into an, a full bucket already. The bucket's now overflowed. Oh, end of the world is here. Oh, what a problem. Yeah, but I, I, I wonder whether, I mean, may, maybe not everybody has that, but I wonder if most people carry that bucket with them it's just that their focus isn't so keenly on that bucket and everything relating to oh, that bucket oh woe is me pity yeah no but, but but i think it's 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 a it's an important part of it and i wonder if if other people probably i'm sure they relate to you if you're waking up and the first thing you're thinking about subconsciously is that bucket then of course everything's going to be measured according to sort of how full how full that that kind of bucket is and whether it's overflowing whether you've emptied it a bit but i i wonder have you ever found even if it's just fleeting sort of a way of not focusing on it well i i tried for quite a while having a gratitude diary at the end of the day mm. things that i could focus on that obviously it's self-explanatory but things i could be grateful for things that i was happy about things that had happened during the day that were positive yeah so that i could go to sleep with a sense of positivity and cheerfulness but the point is that although that was really nice nice mm. um it wasn't a strong counterweight um to to that negativity and the next day but uh, to be fair, the next morning I might feel a bit lighter, but the bucket would still be there. And I think the one of the key things that I've had to do is to just ignore it, to focus. I have to be cheerful today. But does that work? Sometimes. Depends if I'm hormonal or not. <laughs> be honest. Well, that's, that's, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> Yay, let's cover that one day. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think so. it depends on the day. It just does. I can tell myself I really want to be cheerful. You know, what do I want out of life? I want it to be cheerful. I want it to be light, not just on the scales, but in terms of mood. I want to see the world for what it is and, and, and just treat each thing that comes my way for its itself in its entirety rather than it adding to a pile particularly if that pile is negative just deal with it move on deal with it move on and if it's and obviously if it's something positive then that would be lovely to add to a pile and then just slowly build up that resilience through positivity and, and happiness but it's yeah. just easier said than done when my my nurture as a child showed me that negativity in some way or, or form was was important and I just can't seem to crack it now now when I spend time with someone who's negative it really weighs me down because I've already got mine to carry and because I'm a bit of a sponge if somebody else is being negative I will I, I can't help but take that on board and it adds to mine and that weighs me down even more that might trigger my food addiction it might make me feel angry you know that so I I try to distance myself as much as possible from others who are negative 
um, because yeah. it, it really doesn't help. So it's a bonus for me that however hard you might find life sometimes, actually you're 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 an optimist. You try you do everything you can to be cheerful, and and in a way I need that. You know, my best friend I call him a rubber ball. It doesn't matter what life throws at him he will always bounce back from it and always try and be cheerful I'm drawn to those people because I feed off it it helps if I'm having a negative day if someone else is cheerful I don't bring them down they pull me up even if it feels like an effort to them sorry (laughs) yeah but but I think sometimes the way you see it to me is is you're putting you put pressure on yourself the other way so you say you know, which which is completely understandable. You want to be cheerful. You want to be light. You want to be, but that's a big responsibility to put on yourself because you're 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 saying that you want all of those things, but almost um, reading between the lines at the expense of all that negative. Like you don't want any of that negativity. You just want to be cheerful. You want to be light. But that's not. I don't know if that's realistic. I mean, I. obviously I have my my kind of moments and I feel down and I'm not always optimistic but I I, the one thing I try and do is to see you you talked about your bucket there's a bucket right next to it that's positive and it's trying not to over focus on one at the expense of the other they're just there and you're accumulating experiences you're accumulating um, reactions to things you learn things but but it's all the same it's not I I don't want to sort of separate them because mm. the, if the minute you separate them, it's it's far easier to go. Oh, that that particular thing over there is is more compelling. Yeah, it's true. But but really, you've been accumulating the good experiences all this time. It's just it's out of sight. So you're going to have a mixture of of good and bad, but it, but it's not giving either um, sort of the preferential treatment or. or over-focusing Which on. is a habit thing. Must yeah, of course. Be. How do you not get drawn into negativity? Because you... I mean, I, I don't watch the news. I just don't. I can't. I will, I will pick up on... Yeah. I'll read a few bits and pieces just to get the headlines because it's my job to know what's going on in the world. And if I... It's not my job to know what's going on in the world, otherwise I'd watch the news. But it's part and parcel of what I do is to understand what's what the macro trends are or micro trends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have to, otherwise I couldn't do my job well enough. But I can't watch the news. I can't listen. I, I, in fact, if the news comes on the radio, I will listen to it twice a week. Mm. Otherwise I'll switch off because it's always negative and it brings me down and I yeah. don't want that. But do you do that? Do you do more? I mean, how, how do you not? How do you manage to not be negative or, or or get be or find it compelling? I do keep tabs on the news, but probably not as much as probably not even as much as the average person does. But it, it kind of I'm, I'm vaguely aware of what's going on um, all the time. You know, I, I take some interest. I think what helps me weirdly is probably my overthinking, and and being able to kind of go okay really the reason they're they're publishing this particular thing is because they're trying to get people and reel them in so if you look at a paper and all the stories about or about someone being murdered or somebody disappearing or you know even even to a lesser extent they've photographed some poor celebrity who's just on their holidays and they've got their their sort of top off and they're you know, basically insinuating that they've let themselves go or whatever. That's all negative, but I'm not paying attention to the content. I'm kind of thinking, well, okay, the reason they're doing that is because they want people to buy papers. Mm -hmm. They want to reel people in. 
So, but yeah, but 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 that's that's the way I cope. And I'm not saying everybody would do the same thing, but that's that's I can more easily dismiss it. I mean, it still gets me down, particularly you know, in, in recent times, obviously with COVID and the war in the Ukraine, and it, it's all very heavy stuff. Yeah, and, and I don't want to ignore those things yeah, that are happening, yeah. but I can't, there's only so much one can do. And the more I listen to these things and, and, and take it on board or, or just on a day-to-day basis, but it's not just, I mean, I, I was thinking, yeah, the sensationalism in terms of negativity rather than mm. the world issues of earthquakes and wars and everything else. I'm thinking more like the, the talk TVs and, the, and oh, yeah. the daily mails of this world. And it's just like, oh, come on. Why does everyone just have to be st- standing on a soapbox being so horribly negative? But maybe it's because we don't like things in others that reflect the things we don't like about ourselves. I don't know. It could be. It could be that for some people it makes them feel better about their lives. I mean, if you if you look at it, um, oh God, however many generations ago, I mean, we needed to pay attention to negative stuff because negative, the, the main negative stimuli would be um, informing us of, of danger and things that we had to be aware of yeah. and so the positive stuff was kind of a nice have a, a, a nice thing to, to sort of have in the background but it wasn't as you say it wasn't as compelling the, the problem is now we're disproportionately exposed to little bits of negativity but our, our kind of makeup probably um, means that we're hardwired to really pay attention to it. And for some people, particularly like you, who've had that, that sort of childhood trauma, it, it's really hard to let go of. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard to see life being anything but anticipating. But you had childhood trauma. I come back to it. You yeah. had childhood trauma. You do struggle with anxiety. And yet you're an optimist and don't focus on negativity. So as well as you being able to put into context a publication who's being sensationalist and saying, oh, they're just reeling people in, I'm not going to take it on board or read it. What do, What else do you do? What can I learn? Teach me. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I mean, I know this is very sort of basic and it's it's not going to help you at all so i probably shouldn't even say it, <laughs> Go for it anyway i don't have any desire to be negative i, oh, I don't there's, helpful. there's no i know exactly well there you go but, <laughs> but there's no i i don't find it compelling and I, and i can't i mean it i could try and work out why um but i've always you, you, it was quite a negative not negative as in bringing people down, but quite an atmosphere. If you, you grow up in a war with people who are emotional and put their heart on their sleeve and, and will talk about things in an emotionally negative way, did you did you just see all of those, you know, that, that natural way of communicating in Iraq as a thing of, oh, I don't want to be like that? Or because or your, your mum was quite a stoic person and wouldn't really show things even if she was feeling depressed or finding things a struggle. Was it that you learnt to shield it off like her i mean do, do any of is it any either of those you're just going to say you're naturally not negative aren't you? <laughs> you're going to be really irritating I, <laughs> um i think there is an element of that i think <sighs> i i've 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 always had that i don't know so I mean, therefore I've it's got not behavior i am naturally a negative person so i well, job done <laughs> let's embrace who i am yeah go no. ahead and be negative beck don't, don't worry about it i mean if i if i look into it a bit more i mean perhaps there was an element of of uh, i suppose my mother although she was quite 
stoic. She wasn't a, a, a negative person. I wouldn't say she was cheerful, but she didn't look on the negative side of things. She'd be very onwards and upwards and keep going. And although I found that aspect quite difficult, I rarely, and I spent a lot of time with, with mum, um, I rarely saw her being defeatist or um, saying that she couldn't do something or she just got on with stuff. And maybe there's an element of that. Yeah, but I get on with stuff and sometimes with a grudge. But there wasn't a grudge with her. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's that's where the, the little bit of luck perhaps I had in childhood is despite all of that, everything going on around me, there was that slight sort of oasis at home where she was pretty unflappable. I like you referring to it or her as, as providing that oasis and being able to shield you in a way. But that, that must have been an incredible job that she did as one person, despite her being your mother at home, when there's so much going on outside. And it's not just just the war, but also, as you've talked before about people in, in Iraq, you know, that kind of Arab culture of being very vocal and very emotive and happy to, you know, without any heaviness, but still happy to talk about the negative and sometimes do that wailing woe and everything else that you managed to not take that on as a trait. Yeah, I think she did do, I mean, with hindsight, she did do an amazing job at that. And th there was, I mean, home for, for all its ups and downs often did feel fairly stable, I guess. And maybe that's all I, I needed to be able to stop me from focusing on the, the negativity. I wonder also, you you talking about that, that sort of, particularly in Arab cultures, that tendency to express yourself and to talk about things quite openly. Maybe as a child, or maybe me specifically as a child, what I picked up on was the fact that they were expressing it in the first place. Mm. So even though it was negative, it was fairly clean That's and true. out in the open. And, you know, nothing would be really left left in the tank. So going back to the whole bucket analogy, you know, they, their buckets would have been overflowing, but they'd have an outlet. that They'd be able to let some of that stuff out. And I think a lot of the time when you see what on the surface would be a similar thing, say, in this culture, it's not really quite it doesn't have the same sort of cathartic value it's kind I of i don't necessarily think it's a sincere we don't go no. straight in with what's actually bothering us for yeah. fear of being judged for being negative or moaning or mm. bringing people down but so we'll possibly project and complain about what others have done and and use somebody else's misdemeanor or something we've read in the paper or watched on television or, or whatever and, and and kind of use that as the negative fuel as a way to kind of exercise negativity but because it's not our own we're still holding on to it yeah, and I think even in um, societies like the UK, similar societies where overall people are a little bit more reserved, perhaps more introverted, I think even here that everybody kind of knows at the back of their mind that they need to get rid of some of this stuff. And I think they make those sort of token gestures to do it. And it, it's quite a sort of a superficial way or a um, something disguised as something else or whatever it might be. So it, it seems like they're doing it, but it's to a lower level without as much of that sort of emotional content and without the directness. Mm. And so it, I, I can't imagine, because I don't really do that 
myself, but I can't imagine that it really does the job. I mean, if you if you've um, I don't want to say moaned in a particularly derogatory way, but that's you know if, if you've if you've um, complained about something on a low level, say you might be feeling particularly um, sad um, that morning, but you you might talk to someone about I don't know, it could be something really trivial, someone cussing you up when you're in the car or something somebody said to you randomly. Um, I can see how it might be helpful in some ways, but really, are you actually shedding any of that sadness or doing anything with it? You're not really communicating to that other person that you're feeling sad and you'd like to um, change that or you'd like to you know, move forward. You're scratching the surface only yeah. by just giving the headline yeah. fact. Because actually what when you were saying that, I was thinking again about societal trends and, and, and things that we, we, we just do. And two of them in terms of individuals, so many of us have self-deprecating wit that yeah. we will put ourselves down for the sake of humour to help other people relax or, mm. or get to know us. Or also that level of false modesty. You know, mm. what's wrong with being proud of what we've achieved or who we are or, or what our children are doing? It, why is the, why does there have to be an element of false modesty? Like like a, oh yeah, no, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, it was. Be be, be proud of it. So actually, there are so many traits that, having grown up, um, especially in eighties Britain, where oh, good grief, it was depressing. <laughs> everything was great. I swear, everything was great. Even I don't. I don't think there was any colour at all. Was there? No, well, yeah. no, but but that whole negativity in terms of self-deprecation, yeah. uh, false modesty, awful stuff going on in the news, and and people only really talking about that. I don't, I don't remember having a a light. Anyway, I think my big sister was a bit of a light. She she was mm. she was she's she does very well trying to be cheerful. Yeah. Um, but in general, I think everybody just seemed a bit doom and gloom, and I, and I and maybe yeah that that's where a lot of this comes from. Where on a day to day basis, I'm trying to kind of define my day to day in terms of being a negative person. Oh, as we've already said, I'll sigh a lot. I'll take that baggage with me so that a small thing can tip me over into be, trying to be cheerful to just being like, oh, I've had enough, whatever, I need some time on my own. Mm. My favourite phrase, everybody, <laughs> I need some time on my own. <laughs> but Beck, what will help? Just let me have some time on my own. Um, that, that it's that, yes, it's that glass half full, very stereotypical analogy, but it kind of mm. is. Yeah, it's uh, uh, and it's and it feeding into that, and or vice versa, not feeling good enough. Something goes well, I'll tend to dismiss it quite easily. Mm. Something goes wrong, I'll grab onto it with both hands and overthink it, overanalyze it, try and assume what someone might have mental thought or, or whatever, whether it's a person or whether it's just something that I've done myself. Yeah, it's it's that there's yeah far more strength. So. I'm going to set myself a task. <laughs> how how do I not let that have the strength? Mm. And you're saying for you, you're just not drawn to negativity, and you're and you will avoid it if you've realised that people are trying to be negative. But you, hang on, sorry, I need to go back just one second. Bear with me. You're an empath, so when I'm with other people as an empath and they're feeling negative and there's that baggage especially is you're, you're right if they're holding on they're not letting it go 
and they're superficially talking about something, but I can feel that there's something wrong. I absorb it. So my empath, my empathetic um, nature tends to be as a sponge. Yeah. And then I feel terrible. Mm. But you're an empath. Yeah. So, but is it a case where it's an empath that you can tell how they're feeling, but you don't necessarily take it on? It depends. I think there is... I think a lot of the time I do precisely that i think i I will feel it but maybe as a sort of a self-protection mechanism i don't really engage with it as fully and as openly as maybe you do so i will know someone's feeling this someone's feeling that and And say no thanks (laughs) kind of yeah yeah maybe it's a sort of a belligerence or i don't know i mean if if catch me on a a sort of a, a more vulnerable day and then yes i will take it on board but i think Again, probably repeating myself, I think there's 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 also the other way to look at it, which is okay. Say it's a given that you're an empath and you're going to take on board these um, negative moods, and perhaps even it, it might turn your day from being sort of an all right day to being a bit of a, a you feel a bit fragile, whatever. But that doesn't mean that later in the day you can't do something that would make you feel cheerful again. Or the, the, oh no! But, well, no but, well, something's <laughs> been set. That's it. No, I know. But maybe there's another <laughs> setting, or you know. But but I think I think that's what in in a in a sort of an accidental way I've ended up doing is that even if my day starts off that way, I will put something in later on that makes me smile, makes me feel cheerful. So you actively choose a task or activity or a music Not or actively, it just happens. Something. Oh, okay. Oh, I, mean, wow. I, I, think, I think there's, um, I mean, associating me with the word balance is probably a bit, of a, <laughs> a bit of a weird one for you. But I think there is a sort of a natural tendency to balance wow. for me. And it could be having two completely different parents, you know, the, the, sort of the Arab may be a bit more emotional, a bit more... Um, little negative. bit more heart on sleeve, negative dad and the more stoic mother. Maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of reflected in, in my head. So I can achieve um, balance. On, on a good day, I can achieve that, that kind of equilibrium. Um, but I think that's what I do. And I mean, maybe I'd have to, maybe in future podcasts, I can talk a bit more about how I achieve that or what kind of things I actually do, what steps I take. Because it's an unconscious process. I think it just happens. Mm. But if I look at it, um, in the grand scheme of things, I think that's what goes on. I don't think I, I necessarily take things on board a lot less than you do. As you say, I, I am an empath. Um, but it's just, that's not, it, it doesn't just, um, it, 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 it's not when that happens that, that everything's set in stone and isn't malleable. I think I, I can come back from that. And I think maybe that's something, again, interesting for you. Maybe you can find a way of doing that yourself in your, in your own Way. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a pledge, I think. I think in future podcasts, we need to come back on this and see whether or not Bex cheered the fuck up or not. Um, and how do <laughs> I do Depends on the day, doesn't it? <laughs> like I said, things, other things, extenuating circumstances <laughs> can sometimes make it harder. Um, but I like the idea of having... I've got to stop saying the word bucket and I'm really sorry if you've been listening bucket. and you hadn't picked up on it, but it's been said a lot. So <laughs> either way, I apologise. Um, but having both of them and focusing more on the positive one and making an mm. active or just conscious decision to place something positive in it, maybe. Or even or even if it, if it helps, I don't know, just thinking of it as a bucket that holds everything together. It doesn't it doesn't have to be separate. I mean, maybe maybe thinking of it as two separate buckets might 
overcomplicate it, but maybe everything goes into the same. Yeah, bucket. no, I think I need two separate ones. Okay, fine. You have two. I have two. I've, I've, yeah. um, because that way I can also choose, because I love, I love images. I mean, imagining stuff. I can choose at the end of the day to empty out the negative bucket before I go to sleep. Mm. Like maybe I'll visualise it because some of those things can help. Mm. I need to catch myself more when I'm thinking something that's habitual um, that might have a negative connotation, like a slant or interpretation on something. Um, and, and yeah, and, and really, and, and, and seek to, I don't know, embrace the positivity a bit more. It's not just about being cheerful, but if somebody asks me how I am, I'll try and sidestep the false modesty or the self-deprecating mm. wit or the, um, quick try and find something that's common. Oh, that's going to, the only thing that's common is the stuff that we've both heard in the news or we've both mm. seen in the weather or we've both experienced because, you know, we all like a good moan. Maybe I'll be the one that tries to say something a bit more positive, not just been away recently. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And I know that, that obviously you're, you're trying to wind the podcast up, but I'm going to bring you back in for a no, second. No, I just suddenly <laughs> thought, no, no. Cause I just thought as you're talking, I think that's, that's another key thing perhaps as you talked about your bucket and I'm going to say it again. It's just, I, I've got that Tourette's thing. I just want to keep saying bucket now. Um, bucket. But I think it's, it's what, what that, shows me in a way and it reminds me of the fact that as you say you're a very very sort of visual learner visual thinker visual everything yeah. and I'm not and so what works for me may not work for you but maybe if you if, if your mind works very much off sort of imagery and I mean you will often say if you're having a tough time you'll have these really vivid dreams where all sorts of awful things are happening and you, you, you play <laughs> oh, out poor kids yeah well you might need to qualify that no but, my dreams yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and so died yeah, so yeah, yeah. and so got maimed so and so yeah. got kidnapped but, but you, you play it out on a sort of a very visual level so mm. maybe the key for you is is to go down the route of, of um, yeah visual imagery and sort of trying to imagine the story playing out in a different way in your mind because for me that wouldn't work because my so what would work for you just in case anyone's listening i know because you don't get negative what's the point what's the point of asking <laughs> no, i can't I'm not teflon it doesn't just bounce off me no I, th I think for me it's it's well for me i don't know how this relates so this could be a complete dead end but i'm, I'm not a visual thinker i'm much more i think in terms of um well, what do i think of sounds i don't know i'm, I'm a sound sound thinker I don't know what am I on about um yeah I, I suppose I think a lot in terms of um emotions sounds feelings um but just not visually so I so you don't build a wall <laughs> to say no because I couldn't that out I couldn't imagine it Is okay it, okay of course sorry I, I'm, I'm one of those people I forget the name of it where if you close your eyes and um, someone tells you to imagine a picture of a red heart or something oh, yeah, in your mind's like, I can't do it I, c I can see it just about and it's very fuzzy and indistinct but it just doesn't work for me I just can't your dreams um, must be shit uh, no funnily enough I can do it in my dreams oh, okay, but enough. when I'm awake it's just it's really limited it's just well, well, why am I closing my eyes and why is it so black and that's it um so I'm, I'll have to think about that. There must be sort of ways in which I I'm do it. I'm just thinking non-image non based, just to yeah. get someone else out there listening that says, yeah, I don't really imagine things. But, or, yeah, I mean, shall I, wrap back up? shall I start wrapping back up again? Shall I repeat what I was saying? Go for it. Yes, you I'm sorry. Yes. You sure? Thank yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, two buckets, empty one of them at night time. Here comes my bullet list. 
sidestep habitual behaviours that kind of drive the, you know, just negativity, especially in terms of communicating with others. And smile more. I do smile. I don't you do? Know. I don't know. I think I'm just going to have to re- start recognising, identifying times when I'm just doing it by habit. I don't f- hear me sighing. So you're going to have the joy of just point, continuing to point that out, which I also find a joy when you do. You do, yeah. You love I'm always it. very amenable to Maz pointing out when oh, yeah. I'm being a bit negative. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, oh, have I really? Thank you so much yes. for pointing it I out. I didn't realise. What would I do without you? It's exactly how it doesn't happen. If you're listening and any of this has resonated, we'd love to hear from you. There are um, various ways. The first way is obviously you can find us on Twitter. It's a pathetically small Twitter um, profile at the moment where we're basically just publicising the each episode as it goes live. But hopefully, if you've been if you start listening to this later on down our journey, you'll actually find really good hints and tips and fantastic images. Oh, really, and everything else. really like that tweet you did the other day. <laughs> exactly, it's <was> amazing. <laughs> Um, if you're listening to this uh, via a platform, podcast platform, we would really appreciate you subscribing or just giving a thumbs up if you like it. Um, the more people we can get our podcast to, obviously, the better. And, and for us, actually, the objective is to... I don't know, share our stories with as many people as possible who might find that it resonates with them and is and helps them to kind of look at life a bit differently. Um, we're not in this for some big, we need a million subscribers and loads of money from it. It's actually more just, let's see if there are other people out there that can join the community. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this via the Buzzsprout kind of link, the main link, perhaps find uh, a platform if that, that might work for you so that you can listen to it from that because I think it also tracks in terms of stats and figures how mm. many are listened to via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can find us on all main podcast sites. Um, but that's that's a plug. I mean, apologies. I really appreciate it, especially because you've been listening to the whole podcast only right at the end. But any subscribing or thumbs up or listening via formal platforms would be amazing. And take care of yourselves and each other. I think that's all I have left to say. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.